Well, we w- me and Jeremy were reading last night that apparently the movie pass is in some financial trouble, and it looks as if it only has a couple months left, unless it well, gets a lot more money. Ah. Uh... I so. thought I saw I saw his post and I thought he was just being saying that I didn't think it was an actual factual. Well, thing. the th- the difference with Movie Pass is that it like literally everybody knows that it was going to just lose a ton of money at the beginning. Like, there's no way yeah. that they could financially make it work because they're they're if one person sees one movie, they break even. So you literally have to have people not see any movies to make money, which is just not going to happen. <laughs> um, so their literally whole model was built on losses. But they were hoping that when they could get, um, like, they, I think they just hit like 1.5 or 2.5 million subscribers or something like that, that um. they could leverage that and, and say, hey, this is how many people we have, like, like we can get ad revenue, like different things, you know what I mean? Like to monetize it. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going to try to use it like a lot in the next month or two. Like pretty much anything that comes out, we go see that new jackass looking movie with Johnny Knoxville. Um, there's a movie, uh, the new Lee one movie upgrade is out coming out next week. Um, Mm. and then hereditary the week after. Um, and then we go see star Wars tonight. That's at least four. Yeah. Alright, are you ready? What episode is this? 19? Uh, it would be 18, actually. 18. Okay. What up, guys? JP back at you once again, bringing you guys episode number 18 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast, a podcast dedicated to covering streaming of all facets, including Netflix. And joining me, as always, is Carly Anderson. What up, yo? Not much, man. How you been doing? I've been doing good. I finally got the last episode we recorded edited on its way to Jason Lloyd. Should be posted on Horophilia very soon. I totally forgot about that episode. I'm just so happy to be done with that episode. As you guys have heard by now, we had a lot of technical difficulties on that one, which kind of delayed everything, and then I was kind of lazy with it. But uh, now we're recording a new one, and I'm a broken record when we talk about moving forward so i'm not going to this time good i've been i've been told some by by some reliable source that it's getting it's coming off as quite fake when we talk about that every single episode yeah and by a reliable source i mean austin schwoyer but you know oh okay yeah i think if you gave me one guess i would have said austin so right right but yeah, I could see, I could see where he's coming from because we do say all our bullshit at the beginning every episode. So <laughs> you know, just expect episodes whenever. We're not ever gonna officially quit. We'll just say that unless we announce that we are. But forever, just expect an episode to pop up every once in a while. Yeah, we will not pod fade. Yeah. <laughs> what? Anyway, <laughs> you so. try to claim that I YouTube faded. You did YouTube fade. You were on the ball during the first, like, two or three months of the year, and then you just dropped the ball. Did you guys give up on your top five Fridays? No. I I mean, I think Jay and Jerry kind of didn't want to do it anymore, and I was just really behind. Um, I'm actually going to continue and cover the ones that I haven't done yet. 
eventually. I'm just, I'm just kind of cool with YouTube right now. Like, I don't feel like doing it right now. But I'll get that itch again. And then I'll put out a bunch of those videos. Uh, and also, I was actually thinking about recording a few in advance and then uploading them. I don't know. We'll see how I, I do that. I, I definitely still am doing YouTube, though. I actually am getting ready to record... Uh, like a what I watch type YouTube video soon. Like, cause I've uh -huh. been watching not a lot of stuff, but just since the podcast is on hiatus, I don't have anywhere to dump these films that I've been watching. So yeah. Yeah. And I watched a couple of things over the past two days, some good stuff, some cool era releases and things like that. So I'll I tried to do a, I tried to do a what I watched when I first started the channel and it was going well for like Oh, dude, a I month. love those videos. Those are actually good. Thanks. I, I mean, you stopped doing them. Yeah, I just kind of it just got out of hand because I would watch so much and then I would only make a video once or to like once a week or so, and then I'd be like, "There's like 15 movies that I watched or some not once a week, but like every time I had like a day off, I would try to make a video, but then sometimes I would skip a day and then like two weeks would go by and I'd have all this stuff to watch. Cause I was trying to keep up on all of it. Then after a while, I just, you know, got overwhelming. So I kind of gave up, but I might try it again one day and just limit the amount of movies I do in them as opposed to just doing random stuff. I think if you got a camera, it would help you out a little bit too. I'm trying to like save up my, I'm trying to save up my an Amazon points actually right now, and then I'm gonna try to use those towards buying a camera because I'm too cheap to just yeah. buy a camera. And Cameras pull. are so expensive, <clears throat> but I, honestly, Shannon just got a really good camera for you guys. Don't know Shannon, <laughs> but <laughs> good job. she she got a really good camera for like thirty bucks at a yard sale um, oh, on Bike lucky. Day. So mm -hmm. that that was really I'm actually kind of jealous of that because yeah. that would have been perfect for me. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we are here to record a new episode. This is my pick. This is Black Mirror season one. Now, Black Mirror is not a new show. This is not a show like typically we always record and base our episodes on newly released things. This is actually not new. This is something that came out years and years ago. Actually, this predates my entire internet being you know i yeah. didn't start youtube until 2012 so <laughs> yeah 2011 doesn't seem that far away but in reality it actually is at this point yeah th this is basically black mirror is a british science fiction anthology television series created by charlie brooker uh and it started airing in 2011 on British television and then in 2014 Netflix picked it up so uh, that's why maybe we had like maybe it's not as old as like two Americans you know because I guess mm -hmm. we didn't see it until four years ago versus you know seven years ago wait this has been on Netflix since 2014 uh, actually actually I think it, no one it, 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 it came on in 15 actually i just find it like everyone just started talking about it this year and really i, I hadn't just, heard nobody talk about it ever i i was getting like some people someone uh i forget who told me about it i think someone i know like 
in real life, like a friend of mine who's not really into horror told me about it. Then someone else texted me about it one day, and I thought for sure it must have just came out this year because I had never heard anything about it or really looked into it. Then all of a sudden there was just all this buzz, so I assumed it was a brand new show all this time until looking at the date, so that's crazy to me. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear a single thing about this until I was playing Fortnite with my cousin, and he was like, yo, did you guys ever watch Black Mirror? And I was like, no. And he knows that I have, like, the podcast and stuff, and he's like, you guys should Mm -hmm. talk about it. How much would it cost me to get you guys to talk about it? And I was like, uh... (laughs) you say $100 each? No, well, he said it was a show, so I was like, well, an entire season, I mean, that would be, like, a lot. But then he told me that the season was only three episodes, and I was like, well, I mean, we're kind of busy right now, so I'll put it on the back burner. Plus, I don't really want to charge you to do anything, because you're my cousin. (laughs) Um, But then I kind of forgot about it, and then... I think I was at work and I wanted to check it out. So I started watching it and I really liked the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I wouldn't say really liked the first episode. I just was really interested by the first episode. And then yeah. I decided to watch the other two and uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a moment. Not right now, but that's how I found out about it was just re- it was like this like a couple months ago like I'd never heard of this show like I might have seen it on Netflix first of all it's not a horror show per se it's mm-hmm. very like Twilight Zone-esque like a lot of people lump Twilight Zone into horror because of that feeling that it gives you on certain episodes but really Twilight Zone is not like a horror show uh, nor is this show it's more science fiction uh, it's more sort of mystery and uh imaginative and like amazing like not so much it's like fantastical not so much horror but darker elements throughout kind of like it reminds me of twilight zone because they kind of always had like downbeat endings for the most part in twilight zone and then the show sort of goes that route too and that's always how i kind of saw it as horror myself yeah so um you know, so we're going to get into this show. There's the, the history of it's kind of interesting, you know, uh, that it was a UK show and, and we're kind of, uh, just, just kind of, uh, finding out about it. At least us is, I mean, I'm sure people have been talking about it. It's just, I, not in front of me basically. Uh, so it seems as if the show at first glance, you're kind of like, okay, what is this? Because the first episode starts and it just kind of feels like regular, I guess not America, but you know, mm. you know, regular politics and, and things like that. And yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's in the future necessarily. Uh, mm. And then there's like little hints of it throughout the episode. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know how, let, let's just tackle this um, as sort of a uh, episode by episode since there's only three um but to start we will say that this is basically a show that's set in the future for the most part but it's not the same future every episode it's different splinters of reality it's different timelines or different uh perspectives into the future one episode might just be slightly different another episode might be vastly different it's kind of just different veins in which the sort of dystopian future that's set 
in most of these episodes is presented to us. So um, a lot of technology, a lot of differences. It's not the same every time, but we get the idea in the sense that um, a lot of the same themes exist throughout the uh, future arcs in, in the different, I guess, futures. Mm-hmm. Which is is really interesting. Because yeah, it, it's all stemmed in our current... It's not a far away future, right? It's not yeah, like this yeah. is goddamn, you know, 2020 or whatever. I don't even know. That's not even a real date. Um, <laughs> 2020. Yeah, that's um, that's really far away. I, I meant to say like 2220 or something. You know, it's not like 200 years from now. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it's just around the corner because there's still elements and a history with the technology that exists in our present time uh, that you could see, like, the birth of it. Mm, yeah, it's not like the Jetsons or something where people are just flying around and it's really super unrealistic. I mean, some of it is pretty unrealistic, but like you said, there are aspects to it that feel like they could really maybe happen in real life, which is pretty scary, in my opinion. It says here that on the Wikipedia page that Brooker, the creator, developed Black Mirror to highlight topics related to humanity's dependency on technology, creating stories that feature the way we live now and the way we might be living in 10 minutes time if we're clumsy. That's actually very, very, very accurate. That's kind of what I just said, but in Mm -hmm. in sort of a better way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But... Man, that that's really cool because like that's exactly what I got. I, I'm glad that I got that right away with the show. That it's about it's about us and how we might respond to certain technology if we're not careful with it. If we kind of go in clumsily, like he said. So I'm very happy that I picked up that message, even though I just read that sentence right now. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, buddy. Did you pick up that message? I mean, I picked up like, um, not like not that word for word genius message, I guess, but like I got the gist of what was going on here, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a very very good show. Like, it's it's super well done. Uh, the themes are just it's a smart person's TV show. And when I say that, I'm not trying to offend anybody who's not doesn't see themselves as smart, but it's it's something that makes you think. It's a show that constantly has your mind working and it helps you sort of unwind your brain and think about things and how they could be, uh, like morality stuff, um, different types of, you know, everything that you could possibly, you know, want from a TV show. This, this show kind of has like your, your mind's constantly going to see a, where the plot's going, B, what the message is going to be. Uh, how the message is going to be delivered, uh, how you take the message in, ultimately what you do with the message. It's got all those pieces that I love in good TV, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. These are like mini movies, too. They're, they're about an hour long each. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds people who like Twilight Zone or Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Tells from the Crypt to a certain extent these anthology shows of yesteryear that everybody seemed to love. 
you guys will probably like the show. So without even getting into the actual episodes, I can tell you that I think that people would love this and I'm highly recommending it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I mean, me personally, I'm more of a fan of shows set up like this as opposed to series, you know, like I like things like stranger things, but I don't know. I just, I like this better because you, there's no pressure to like follow a storyline or anything. You could kind of just watch any episode and be fine because they're not related at all. So this is definitely something more along the lines of what I like, as opposed to having to follow along with a series that runs like five seasons and things like that. And you can't just watch any episode cause you'll probably miss something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All right. So, uh, this episode, the first episode, the National Anthem, episode one of season one, or in the UK, how they say it, series one. That's something that, that is very different from the United States and the United Kingdom, is instead of season, it's series over there. So, like, to mm. us, a series is like, okay, Roseanne is a series, rest in peace. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a different series, uh, you know, Black Mirror is another series. And then mm-hmm. Roseanne had 10 seasons. Rest in peace. <laughs> Fresh Too Prince soon. of Bel-Air had six seasons or seven seasons. I can't remember. Black Mirror currently has four seasons. But in the UK, I guess they just call them shows. So Roseanne's yeah. a show. Black Mirror's a show. And Black Mirror has four series. <laughs> That is confusing. I never knew that, actually, about the UK. Yeah, I I learned that when I watched, I think, The Office uh, back on old Netflix. Like, back when Netflix streaming was first coming around, they had the British version of The Office on there. And it was, like, Series 1, Series 2. I was like, what the hell? Did they reboot the show a couple times? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, this episode... Follows the British Prime Minister. Actually, before we get into that, spoilers ahead, possibly. I think we will end up spoiling some of these. It's so, hard not to. Yeah. Because really, the, the endings, there's the punches, and, you know, it's just the plot, usually. You can't really talk about it without spoiling. Yeah. Uh, but in this episode, the National Anthem, the British Prime Minister, Michael awakens to be told by home security Alex Cairns the princess Susanna a much loved oh sorry told by the home secretary Alex Cairns that princess Susanna a much loved member of the royal family has been kidnapped and will be killed unless the prime minister has sexual intercourse with a pig on national television Yes. Whoa. Heavy stuff. I mean, geez, that's a... Like, I was kind of like... Like, I didn't expect that... You know, that's something that that would be on, like... Well, that... I don't even know. That's not something that would be on anything. Like, I was just like... Yeah. I kind of couldn't believe that that was the plot of the episode. I... When I first started watching it, I was kind of like, okay, this seems sort of boring. Kind of like you said, how you start watching and you're like, this seems just like politics and things like that. And then you get to that kidnapping scene and I thought, okay, this is just going to be your typical stuff. And then when they said that, I knew that I was going to love the show. Yeah. 
Because right away, this is actually the perfect first episode. Because mm-hmm. right away it tells you that this show has balls and it's not going to be held back by industry standards and by uh, what people consider, you know, wholesome. or Like, it's literally going to be whatever it wants to be to tell the story. Right. So, um, basically, they try to wrap this thing up, you know. They don't want the media to know because that's a heavy theme in this episode is the media. Uh, Mm -hmm. The way we consume media is the primary topic of this episode. It's the it's the main undertone that you're dealing with. It's the message. It's how society interprets, consumes and I guess shares media, the news, the the Mm -hmm. what's going on in the world. It's very interesting in that way. So um, I would say that this is the least futuristic episode as well. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I definitely didn't get many future vibes from it, if at all, in this one. Yeah, so uh, basically, they want to wrap this thing up, keep it hidden. But the guy who released the video, uh, or the guy who took the girl, basically released a video to YouTube, you know, showing the ransom. and, And basically, it's out now because it also comments on the fact that once something's on the internet, it is on there forever because somebody pulled it. Somebody has a video of it, somebody, and it spreads. It just, it's nonstop spreading. And you, you really can't remove things from the internet. Once Mm -mm. they are up, they are up. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. And and, this, what? Okay. So like, I kind of liken this to something that happened years ago for me. So I, I watched YouTubers like, you know, I'm sure everybody had their certain circle of YouTubers that they watch. For some people, it was like popular YouTubers like PewDiePie or Ray William Johnson or whatever the popular person was, Fred of the old days or whatever. I never got into that. I liked the YouTube gamers, like the people who played games, the people who, uh, you know, primarily commentated over Call of Duty. And there was this one dude on there. His name was like I Fly Nili or something. I, I've always remembered that even though I never watched any of his videos. <laughs> and apparently this guy was a, like a in the Air Force. Uh, he was a Call of Duty commentator. He was making good money. His channel was growing. And maybe he wasn't making as much money as he needed or whatever. But for whatever reason, whether it was financial, which is what he said, or whether it was for whatever reason, um, one of his fans recognized him in a gay chat room masturbating on camera. Oh, no. And pulled the video, basically released it, and it it essentially ended that dude's everything. Like, he got kicked out of the Air Force and everything. (laughs) And, like, he tried to take it down. And all this stuff, it was like one of those like evidence things. Like, I don't even think his face was in the video, but it was like undoubtable proof, like same house setup, same like gaming Mm. chair, like all that stuff. (laughs) And I remember that once that was on the internet, like no matter how the guy tried to remove them or whatever, like even flag people talking about it, you know, contacting YouTube and and trying to get videos pulled down. It was just unstoppable force of, of nature. It was just everywhere. Like there was the, the there was like memes of it and stuff like that, and it kind of remind. That's the first thing I was thinking about when I started watching this episode was that guy 
because that mm-hmm. kind of like ruined his life a little bit. And uh, what would having sexual intercourse with a pig on national television do to your life? Yeah, I mean, it's scary. Like, just... And it's also very interesting because it's not like this is happening to, like, some sort of snaky politician who, like... You know, in most TV shows, it yeah. would be like, he's a bad guy or something. But, like, it just seems like this is happening to him, you know, and he's just, like, a normal dude. But, yeah, and it's like... But the really weight s- of the whole thing is on his shoulders. And it's, like, really sad because, like, he's doing... Like, he has a wife and a family, and they're all, like you know, you can't do this, and it's just, like, very, like, how could you go and do something like that and then look your family and friends in the face after that? Like, your whole life would just be, I, I would crawl in a hole forever, probably. Yeah, there is some, like, technical, like, law mumbo-jumbo that I don't understand. Apparently, there is, like, an, uh, like a, a rule or something that says that, for whatever reason, the news outlets can't talk about this stuff or whatever. Like it, it's, I think it's like an agreement or something like that that's going on here. But then, uh-huh. like, it shows the pressures of the news outlets and and getting the stories because they'll be huge. And one of them like breaks that promise or n- notice or whatever, and uh, re- kind of releases the stories. Then it's just like a huge snowball effect from there. It's just uncontainable at that point. Yeah. This doesn't, like you said, this one isn't very futuristic. It feels very just present. Yeah. Like, this stuff just happens right now, but it's just a little bit Mm -hmm. maybe over-dramatized, but not even that much, honestly. Yeah, so um, the the whole time during this episode, like, at first it's like, well, absolutely not. Like, you're not, like, it wasn't even a consideration that he would do this, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, not going to do it. Like, you know, we're going to find this guy. We're going to triangulate the the place where he made the call or the whatever and we're gonna find him and and uh you know they they start doing that research they got the security teams and you know high like ranking officials like trying to figure out where this guy is and where this person is kidnapped at um meanwhile you have you're following like different journalists who um kind of there's this one girl who's like sending naked pictures of herself to somebody who's like in the government's you know, place where he has like inside information and he starts leaking it out to her and, uh, she tries to go to the, they basically think they find this guy. So mm-hmm. this is, and, and time is winding down. This is, this is all timed. This guy has to do this or they have to figure out where this person is within a certain amount of time or else this girl's going to be killed. And, yeah. uh, you know, as time goes on, they try different backup scenarios like well if we don't find the person then we're gonna need to fake this video footage right so they get like they got they got an idea to like cgi the dude's head on somebody and they're like yo like which is kind of interesting technology like because it does feel very grounded in in what's going on now so this might be like the like just like 10 years from now or something you know what i mean yeah not not too far in the distance this first episode here uh but it's you know the, the guy's basically like, I can't make that look good. It's going to look fake as hell. I don't have enough time, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is funny. Um, but uh, so after that, you know, you kind of have this this thing where they, they break into this like school or something in this building. And basically this place isn't the place where this girl is. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, the journalist is there, too, and they almost like... There's, uh, there's I, I can't remember. There's like a little bit of confusion on, on what happens there. 
Yeah, I'm having trouble remembering that part too, but it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it it they, they like this whole time like these media outlets are like saying like you know will he do this will he won't do this like do you think he should do you think he shouldn't do this and like different polls on like Twitter and like th- there's all this like different politics stuff too like okay well if you don't do like there there's still this like underlying thing of like well you have to look good to the community like no matter what you do because we're going to need you to have the popular you know you, you, we're going to need you to be popular next election mm. <clears throat> you get what I'm saying I get what you're saying yeah I mean um yeah it's just like uh it's just like the most screwed up of situations because like I don't want to watch someone fuck a pig but then it's like he's saving someone's life it's just, you know, it would be, it's, it's so unique because it would be so much easier to just hand over $2 billion or whatever to the kidnapper and be done. So it's very unique in that aspect. Yes. There's a point where um, they cut off, the, the, the guy cuts off the fingers of the girl. And that's when it becomes, like, real. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, they kind of... I just like I don't know it's it's just really cool how they're they're all just kind of this guy's like this guy's convinced he's not gonna have to do this basically but then there's just that point where everyone's kind of like you kind of probably have to but, do like, this now. I think after they showed the like girl's fingers getting cut off like even the rest of the world was kind of like yo yo dude you gotta like do this <laughs> you know what I mean yeah exactly and it's and, just... and there's this there's this like dilemma this like primal dilemma of like what do we do like at first i'm like there's no way this would actually happen but as the episode went i kind of was like this actually could happen in real life maybe you know what Uh i mean like yeah like it it was just crazy to think like wow like this is something that that like because what do you do in that situation do you just let the girl die is that like there a law that said like are you just you know, you can't sacrifice it's, everybody. Like, I don't know. Like, th- is there, like, some kind of law where you don't, like, give, you know, hostage person they, what they want? Like, I, I don't know. Like, do you not, ag- mm-hmm. like, make deals with criminals? I, I, I don't know. It's just very interesting. And it, yes, my mind was going, like, a million miles per hour while I was watching because I was just like, wow, like, I don't know. Like, can they actually do this? <laughs> And it's just like the prime minister is gonna look like a piece of trash either way, even but he if might he's look doing like it. a hero. So there's that element yeah. too, where like it really is just like shows how we as a society, as as the world, will champion something or hate it based on an unproven science. Like you can't tell how the nation is gonna react. You might have suspicions that they'll react negative. You might be convinced that they'll react positive, but at the end of the day, it's kind of a surprise sometimes how people are going to react to something. I like how also, you know, you're saying like some people might react negative, some people might enjoy it in a way, but either way, I just love how everyone is gathered around to see it because they're just like, is this really going to happen? Because that's something else that happens in real life whenever you find out about something 
crazy that might be going down. Like, I don't know, everyone gathers around to see an eclipse outside or something. It's just like a community type of event. And that's what all these people do. Even if some of them might be against it or with it, they all still are gathered around and kind of making jokes beforehand. And some are kind of, you know, disagreeing and disgusted by it beforehand. But either way, they're still all in the same place waiting for this moment to go down. Yeah. So basically, um, we get to sort of the end part of the episode and, and, uh, they decide to go through with it. And basically this guy has to go have sex with this pig, (laughs) which is crazy. Just crazy. Um, they, they, I guess like the government kind of makes it to where the tape or any kind of recording of the event becomes illegal after midnight, even though they are the ones broadcasting it. Mm. And apparently 1.3 billion people watch it. <laughs> it sucks. Some people are disgusted. Others are amused. Some people are intrigued. Some people are disappointed, you know, just kind of every type of reaction. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that scene as well. You just see their faces just kind of drop. They're like, Oh, maybe I didn't actually want to watch this after all. And it's just like a very dark type of moment. And I felt really bad for that pig. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's one of the things that I guess I would feel bad for the pig, too. That's rape, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. not. I just You get a glimpse of the pig, and it's just eating. It doesn't know. It's about to be. That's sad. I know. I was, I what about vagina? Vagina, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But either way, he got raped, and I'm sad. Or she. Okay. The pig Do you think it's raped. a boy pig? Really? That's just what I pictured, man. I don't know. I pictured him just banging a pig in the butthole. It wouldn't even matter, really. What? What? It was, it's a pig. I think it would way. matter to me. <sighs> if I was going to have sex with a pig, I think I would want it to be a female pig. Okay, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I just, to me, in my head, I was picturing some gay sex in a way with the pig. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but I, there, there, there is a twist happening in the episode. So, basically, the girl is dropped off before he has sex with the pig. Just in, in a random place. Yeah. Which Completely I so unharmed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Her fingers are there. Then we see that some person kills themselves, who we later find out is the kidnapper, because he doesn't have fingers, because he cut his off, off his own fingers. They eventually find out that the fingers were not from her. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, that that is, a, that is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. It's But then they're all kind of... You know, the news all finds out about, and they're like, we cannot tell this dude that yeah, we cannot they let her go. tell Listen, this dude. <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but I was just going to say that part where he's just, after the event goes down, and he's in the bathroom, and he's just covered in vomit all over his face. It's so gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, and the final part is we see that the... I guess wife and him 
are still like like uh, this is like a year later they're still together uh it seems like everybody's kind of accepted like hey dude had to do what he had to do like the public was not mad about it because mm-hmm. he still had a high approval rating but yeah. behind closed doors his wife clearly doesn't doesn't feel the same way and that's kind of the end yeah which is pretty sad because yeah everyone loves him but then like his own wife is the one person who he can't really get that you know yeah get get rid of the awkward vibe with and that's like the most important person to him yep so yeah i i mean i i really feel bad for the guy yeah but the, I mean, the whole episode's point is our obsession with m- media and I do lo- yeah. social media. Because mm-hmm. the dude who kidnapped her was like some artist guy who was trying to prove that point as well. And then I do like how they did pick the prime minister guy, how you said he's like not a total asshole because mm-hmm. it adds more emotion. If it was someone that you hated right off the bat you'd be like yeah fuck the pig yeah and and this this episode was a great first look apparently it was based on some kind of true type of thing i haven't looked into it where this somebody tried to attempt something similar to this (laughs) um so yeah um but this episode had tons of praise um 1.9 million viewers uh people said that you know it Here's a, here's a quote from the AV Club, which is a popular reviewing thing. The genius of Black Mirror is how subtly it builds, keeping you from ever questioning the insanity of the premise or any minor plot hole. Every twist seems organic, every decision rational, every effort is made to keep the kidnapper, of course, but that ne- necessarily has to fail. Um, goes on to just praise it. it I mean, it, it is a great 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 uh type of feeling while watching it yeah fantastic first episode to get you interested in the show for sure yes but but one thing i will say i didn't absolutely love 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 the first episode i just more so was interested in it i didn't get the feelings that i do sometimes that i was like that i get later in this series but i did really like it i was like this is so interesting that was my main takeaway is i was just really interested i didn't i wasn't i didn't like i wasn't blown away by the episode i was just very interested in it yeah i feel you on that i mean it's definitely the one that doesn't go as over the top with the futuristic stuff mm-hmm. so you know it's very um sort of basic in a way but i don't know i really really enjoyed it just because it definitely gave me that Twilight Zone type of feeling just by how bizarre the situation was. I've never seen something like that necessarily done on TV or anything like that. So, you know, I would I would probably agree. It was it kept my interest enough to crave more of it. Yeah. But um I wasn't in love with it, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I, I it was very good. Like don't let me you know, kind of uh, confuse you on that. It ran 44 minutes, by the way. Um, mm. So 45 minutes for that one. And uh, moving on to the next episode, which actually was 
shocking to me because I thought the show was just going to be like 45 minutes, but the second episode, 15 million merits ran 62 minutes. Yeah. That's a movie, dude. It's mm-hmm. so the longest uh, episode of Masters of Horror. Yeah. Which is essentially a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, alright, uh, the plot of this one, in a world where most of society must cycle on exercise bikes in order to power their surroundings and earn currency called merits, the episode tells the story of Bing, who meets Abby and convinces her to participate in a talent game show to escape the slave-like world around them. The episode is a science fiction dystopia which features a parallel to reality shows and figures such as The X Factor and Simon Cowell. So there is a lot of things going on in this episode. This is arguably the best episode of the first three. Um, There's so much going on, and it parallels so much of us Mm -hmm. and our current landscape. So uh, right away, the lead actor in this episode is Daniel Kaluuya, who we know from a couple years later in the film Get Out. A couple years later, that sounds weird. Why? Because, like I said, I didn't realize how old this show was, and I, was, I kept the whole time I was thinking this was after or during the same time as Get Out. And by a couple years later, I mean, like, six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, I mean, I could see, I could totally see the person who, Jordan Peele, who made Get Out, like, I could totally see him seeing this and being like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy is perfect for the guy that I'm, you know, it's Mm -hmm. weird that he's British though. I know that took me (laughs) back. I I had to Google that and be like, is this dude really British or was that a fake accent or was get out a fake accent? What's going on? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, this episode, uh, you know, going into it at first, I thought I'm wasn't really going to like it to be honest, because for one thing, you know, it's over an hour long and, um, to start off, it's one of those, Weird thing, it's one of those um, sort of, you don't get a whole lot of dialogue going on. You're kind of just watching the, what this guy's doing and figuring it yeah. out. That's what I love. That's why these shows, because this was an episode that right away, and this happens with almost all of these episodes. I don't love it. That, like, I'm kind of really disinterested the moment they start. Like the first yeah. five, like the fir- not even the first five minutes, like the first two minutes. I'm just uninterested. Mm-hmm. But quickly, and I mean quickly, it something intrigues me, and then I just have to see where it's going. Because it, these episodes really do just throw you into this world without any forewarning of what's going on. And you mm-hmm. have to figure it out. And it's kind of the brilliance and the hindrance of the, these episodes is that it can lose certain viewers, but if you just give it time, you will be super interested. You have to pay attention, though. You have to be invested mm-hmm. because yeah, if absolutely. not, you're you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, like I said, going in, I don't know, the first several minutes, probably more than two minutes, I was kind of like, okay, I don't really 
this is obviously some futuristic world. I don't really understand what's going on. And then when I don't understand what's going on, sometimes I get nervous because I'm like, how am I going to talk about this if I'm like all confused on what the story even is? But then when you start, uh, you know, putting together the pieces and you get some dialogue and meet other characters and things like that, you really start to see what kind of world they're living in and what kind of story they're going for. And um, I became very interested in what was going to happen. But, I mean, I will say I was interested from the start just watching this de- this dude's day-to-day life. You know, he seems very just depressed and kind of over it. And you're wondering, it looks like, because at first it looks like it might be a cool life, like sort of a neat futuristic life to live. But then you start to realize it seems very bland in a way, just with, those uh, futuristic elements kind of make it look entertaining, but in reality, it seems like he's just doing the same thing over and over again. So I was definitely interested. I was just kind of afraid that I was not going to get it or something like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of parallels to our reality currently. Uh, For one, there's the, you know, dead end job doing the same thing every day type of thing. Uh, but it's it's a little bit different in this ser- in this episode versus real life because they've completely gotten rid of like the way currency works in our time and it's different now. It's it's all automated. So you literally have your entire everything that you own, like everything that is you know you've amassed, is all kept in like sort of a digital version. Um, like a cloud almost and they're called merits and you see that you can make merits. You can make unlimited merits. You know what I mean? You just have to keep riding this bike. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I mean, it kind of like, they don't really explain much about that, which is another reason I kind of like this episode is you're not really sure how the world got here, what that bike actually does. You assume it's some sort of power source, but how they've sort of proxied or, um, you know, sort of paralleled this this power source into some sort of monetary gain. Um, You don't know, but you assume, you just know that somehow this is big bucks, like this this is the jobs that are available. It almost feels kind of like a metaphor for, like, don't be lazy, because in the episode, you see there are some overweight people walking around doing just, like, janitor jobs and things like that, and then the people riding the bikes, uh, in particular, this one character is just, like, really rude to this. Anytime people walk by, he he calls them, like, fat or pig or, like, Mm -hmm. just rude things like that, and it almost feels like a metaphor for, I don't know, like, the overweight people or just like the lazy people who never got up and went and did anything. Then these people riding the bikes, obviously they're getting more and more energized and um, in shape and things like that as they're riding their bikes. Yeah, absolutely. That that's definitely part of it as well. It's a small part, but it's definitely a part uh, where it seems like the people who like there still is a level of hierarchy there that, that, um, you know, shows your, your worth yeah like how today we have like minimum wage jobs and then the people who make trillions of dollars it's just done via exercise we we get the sense that um it's a simple life and everything costs merits so if you 
if you go and and some things are cheap some things are cheap like and you could realistically honestly like it it doesn't seem like besides the world that you're living in it doesn't seem like a terrible existence on the surface because it's like you still are living relatively happy i guess in in a sense like you have a roof over your head and if everybody's sort of in this situation then it it makes it a little bit easier to swallow and you know that if Mm. i work hard i could at least have cooler shit than you (laughs) (laughs) um but it's simple everything is online everything is digital so bing our lead character we learn that he's got a lot of merits like a, a decent amount more than some people and uh he got them from his brother who had died. He inherited his merits. So we, we do learn that they can transfer over some way. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we, we learn about a few things. So it seems like people have these avatars um, that are basically like representations of them in digital form and you can like buy them clothes and different things like that. We see that there's some commentary where people are obsessed with that, which mirrors how we are with, especially in the gaming community about cosmetic items that are not physical. You're paying money for different suits for your character to wear and things like that. And on its surface, I understand like, Hey, if it's entertaining to you, then really who cares about what, how you spend your money. If you're having fun with it, you earn Uh it. But on other services, it just seems so pointless. Yeah, and I like I like I uh, stutter. I really like the um, avatar aspect of it. They remind me of kind of characters from like the Wii or you know the mm-hmm. Snapchat things that people have nowadays. I don't even have one of those. I don't even know how you get one of those. But like people are obsessed with making those look like them and having just these mini me's, and it's very relative to the shit to the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting, especially when you later on see the game show part of it. Yeah. And, and they live in these rooms that are cu- surrounded by TVs and essentially, you know, you can pay to watch TV, you can pay to play games. Um, but you have to watch ads, which parallels YouTube because YouTube and, and Facebook and everything that we do now has ads, right? Like there's all these ads, but it makes sense because they need to make money or whatever. But you can skip the ad, but you have to pay merits to skip the ad. But sometimes you're, you will just cause like the convenience of it, you know, you know, I don't feel like watching this. Like I'm going to drop, you know, 15 seconds of running time that it takes me to earn those merits or whatever, you know, (laughs) you know, 20 seconds worth of running, uh, just to get rid of the ad. Um, so I like that system, that currency system. It's it's interesting, and it doesn't feel that far off of where we are now. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh-huh. And, and like, there's ads for like porn, basically. You know what I mean? There's like a like a version of porn in this world. Wraith babes. Is that what it is? Wraith babes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it all seems a little grandiose. Like it's it's. It does almost take me out a little bit with, and that's my biggest critique of the entire episode is I feel like everything is a little too satirical to the point where it feels unrealistic and some of the graphics are not good. Like they look worse than the stuff that we have now, like some of the like, like different running, 
you know, like the, the different oh, things yeah. that come up on the screen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're a little worse than the stuff we have now, so that kind of kind of hurts it a little bit, but but not too much. Yeah, I feel you. It is a little over the top, but I did like how it is very mirroring of today's time, but yeah. obviously just ten times hyped up, or million times more hyped up, rather. But I don't know. It didn't really necessarily take me out or anything. I thought it was interesting, at least. Yeah. And uh, so he meets this Abby girl who sings, and he like instantly develops a crush on her. Uh, he basically tries to convince her to try out for basically what this like America's Got Talent, like the voice thing that they have in this world, where you know, almost like like this this episode kind of reminds me of the Hunger Games a little bit too, but like mm-hmm. basically the people that are living here or like living in the slums. Like this is like the, the low point besides like the janitors. This is like the basic, like everybody who's probably born goes down this route, but there's a select few people who are special that can go beyond this and kind of live in a more lavish lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And they do so by going through this talent sort of show. And, Mm -hmm. uh, they do you have to have money to audition which is like 15 million merits just for an entry ticket to audition which is pretty much all of bing's money and the girl can't afford it so he offers to buy her a ticket how do you feel yeah. about that i think he really really loved her and really just saw that what, she had her or like her i don't know i think he was like, he just seems like a very sort of gloomy type of person, like, whatever. And I think he just kind of heard her singing and was like, this okay, here's a chant. This what? is different. What do you mean? What do you mean? Wait, wait, what? You said he heard her singing. Oh, you're saying this is... I thought you were telling me that what you're talking about is different. What I was just saying was irrelevant. No, He's saying that this is different. This isn't the same shit that we see every day. This is something that... Yeah, really- I feel like he, he saw it as kind of, you know, well, he's he doesn't really have much talent or anything, so why not give this girl kind of a chance to mm-hmm. get out there and become something bigger than, you know, just the typical what he is and what everyone else is. So, yeah, yeah not necessarily he's just madly in love with her, but just it, he saw it as his kind of opportunity to make a difference in a way, you know, he's just kind of making a difference in her life. Mm-hmm. It just kind of gives him more purpose. I guess so. I think he's a dumbass. Oh. Well, I, I know you would because you have no respect for the women. So Clearly they have tons of respect for themselves. Listen, buddy. <laughs> you want to fight? So anyway, uh, she goes on to this audition and... See, this is the one thing that I didn't like also. The other one thing. The audition? No. They have her drink a beverage called Cupolance? Compliance, essentially? Yeah. Like, is that just supposed to mean that, like, well, they just take that, like, this is just, that this is how they get you to do whatever they want? I don't really know. I was kind of confused by 
Because it's called the... compliance, essentially. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And then she does, as we know, she does what they want, and then oh, you know, okay. later yeah, the guy you. doesn't drink mm-hmm. it, and I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, I didn't like that. I was like, it was unnecessary. You didn't need that. Yeah, I actually did. I didn't even put that together, really, but I guess that does make sense that it kind of made her, kind of influence her decision. Yeah. Yeah. So that is kind of annoying then. Yeah, I like it more that she just chose that through mm-hmm. peer pressure. Uh, so yeah, basically, that actually, oh, that really kind of ruins yeah, it for me. Yeah, they like her singing. But um, they said they don't need no singers. They think that she would be better off in porn. <laughs> Wraith Mates. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're very, uh, deg- they're just like, look at her. We can't see the titties and things like that. <laughs> and just very degrading towards her. And, you know, it's very sad because it's something that, that's also something that can happen in real life with, say, like aspiring actresses and things like that who are just struggling to get into the acting field and then they go ahead and go into porn, the porn industry to start off with, even if they really don't necessarily want to, or they have more respect than that. They, you know, they just kind of need to get into the industry. And I feel like that really parallels that with this show. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially this leaves being angry and heartbroken that this girl, the, really liked left him high and dry took all his merits and then went on to be a porn star never to speak to him again and it is kind of sad like you know that's the ultimate betrayal because we see how much merits he actually loses like he he's like down to nothing he's like poor at this point you know what i mean he can't even afford to skip ads anymore (laughs) because he sees an ad of her in the uh in her wraith babe days and he can't even skip it so that's Mm. insult to injury ladies and gentlemen but then he gets an idea after he smashes up his room and he decides that he's going to basically live the next couple months or however long doing the bare minimum eating the bare minimum food drinking the bare minimum water having no entertainment sleep drink and work i mean Mm. sleep eat and work and that's it. That's all he's going to do. And he's going to build his merits until he can get an audition. And then he, and then he basically almost stabbed somebody in the neck. Oh, his own neck. Yeah. It was his own neck. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but he goes on this huge rant about the system, which uh, the audience is all thinking this the entire time. They just don't put it in quite the greatest words. And this is truly where I see that this actor has... The, Great performance, great performance, because this is a great rant. Um, And essentially what this does, you know, he's basically wants to show everybody how bullshit the system is. So he's ranting about the system, about the heartlessness of it all, the artificial, unemotional, fake, you know, processed way that the world works. Mm. And it kind of almost backfires on him a little bit because... They're like, this is awesome, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, he, yeah, they offer him a he, show. He, yeah. <laughs> then he gets a show. Yep. And he goes for it. I mean, and I think what, 
it basically consumes him. Like he was an outlier. He was um, somebody who was not going to conform to regular society in the way that it was. But once given the opportunity to do so at a more financial suitable situation, he conforms. Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting end. Yeah. And it's that's another thing that's like just scary to me is how the world is where like most people are aware of how bad some stuff is and how um you know they just live their day-to-day lives and they're kind of asleep in a way they're just going through the motions and then some people are aware of it but then there's those others who just don't care enough to try to make a change and it's it's just really hard to change the way the world is no matter how hard you try Mm-hmm. And that that always I used to read a lot of these dystopian type of books actually back in high school and they always really depressed me just with that aspect how people just kind of go with the flow of everything. Yeah. Yeah, but there's there, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this. So many parallels to like how we are right now with the the stuff that we care about and how really unimportant it is sometimes and how mm-hmm. we sometimes get lost in what is truly just disposable tech, disposable technology, disposable entertainment, just things that don't have any weight to them and how much we consume of it. And it kind of puts things in perspective and makes you want to appreciate the the more beautiful things in life. I love how just clear the messages are in these shows and these episodes because sometimes things are try to be convoluted and there's like an underlying message, but these ones are just very in your face kind of shouting at you. And they're in a way the show is just trying to wake everyone up. And I really like that about it because it's not overly confusing. Uh, You know, it's maybe a little over the top sometimes, but I feel like you have to kind of do that with certain audience people to kind of keep their interest and show them what's going on. So I really appreciate that about the show so far. Yes. Um, I love the class system that's in the episode. Um, Basically, determined, like, you know, your class determines how important you are, your self worth. Uh, Also, I love the sort of me or we or like whatever those things are called, little avatar things that are in the episode. (laughs) And, you know, I'm going to get new glasses for mine or whatever and cost this amount of merits. Um, it's just a very, very interesting thing. I like it. Yeah. So that is the second episode. Great episode. Absolutely. And going on into the third and final episode of season number... I'm glad this wasn't a 12-episode series. I know. There's so much to go into. Yeah, yeah. I I was wondering if we are going to be able to talk about each one but clearly it's literally like many were taught reviewing three different movies yeah uh but this episode is back to 44 minutes uh mm-hmm. it is titled the entire history of you and i gotta be honest so when this episode first came up i could not get into it i wa- i tried watching it you know three or four times and i was just like i i I, I don't, whatever it was, I just, could, I fell out of it. I didn't pay attention to it and I stopped watching it. 
I started fucking with my phone and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And then once I decided that we were going to do this show and you had watched, you know, all your episodes or whatever, that's when I was like, oh, I better actually pay attention to this and, and actually watch it. And for whatever reason, I when I made myself pay attention to it, it clicked and this was my favorite episode of the series. Yeah, um, funny thing is I felt the same exact way when I started watching it. You know, I try to, when I'm doing stuff for reviewing purposes, I try to just ignore my phone and everything around me and just get into stuff but I was the same way I was kind of glancing at my notifications and things but then and then I was like oh shit I better rewind this and start it over so I tried that and I don't know I I definitely understood what was going on and I liked the story behind it but for me this is probably my least favorite of them all still I would like I wish I could have went back and rewatched it before recording but I didn't but um you know, I thought the story was interesting, but for some reason it just couldn't keep me engaged as much as the previous two. Yes. Yeah, Phil. I, I do feel, um, because like I said, I had trouble at first, but I think that this episode is genius for one, but also this episode emits more emotion out of me than the other two. Like, as a actual good story like it maybe it doesn't have as much social relevance as the other two maybe it has more i don't know but the Hmm. actual just filmmaking like the the good of the like as just like a movie or tv show you know like just a good it's a good movie you know it's like uh, i just really thought i like this one and it, it worked for me so this one follows uh, basically, uh, it's set in an alternate reality where most people have grains recording everything they do, see or hear, and allowing them to play back their memories in front of their eyes or on a screen. Uh, tells the story of Liam, a man who starts suspecting his wa- that his wife, uh, Fionn, <clears throat> might have had an affair. So, this episode is super interesting. Uh, it opens up with a young lawyer who is basically at a work appraisal uh, that he, you know, begins to suspect might not have went super well. Um, mm. And there we learn that, you know, he goes to this party where we learn that this society has these grains, they're called, which I think they call them that because they're like the size of like a like just a grain um, yeah. implanted behind their ear. And they basically record their entire life, everything, sound, video, and you can redo or relive those moments in the episode. It's called a redo. And you can, fl- it's like all in like a file system. Like you can go back to specific dates. You can search keywords. You can do all these different things and review or redo the entire life of you since you've had this recording device. You can check back to see if you said things, to see uh, just just different visuals, like learn things about how people react. And, and if you just forget something, you can go back and check it out and see if it was how you remembered it. And you could also project these onto screens for other people to view with you. And you can... Can't you also delete memories if you 
just don't want to think about them anymore ever yes. again. Yes. You can completely erase them as if they never happened. So it's essentially yeah. like you live a perfect life if you want. Yes, absolutely. You could do that. So they go to this party. Uh, he goes to this party and there he sees his wife, a couple of friends. Uh, there's this guy named Jonas there who he instantly kind of doesn't like for whatever reason. Mm. Um, Jonas kind of tells like crude jokes and he's like, you can tell he's probably like one of those guys that are like full of himself and has all these anecdotal humor things that just kind of rubs, uh, Liam the wrong way. Um, and basically they go home and he's still kind of fixated on this Jonas character. Liam is, and he starts talking to Fiona about Jonas uh, and she ad finally admits that they used to be in a relationship before meeting Liam. Um, and that basically he begins to suspect all these inconsistencies with her story, right? Mm -hmm. He becomes paranoid. Uh, they get into a fight. Eventually, Liam backs down. He apologizes to his wife. They they have um, sex, and this is kind of interesting. The, they are both watching redos of previous sexual encounters while yeah. they're having sex. So it's like they're <laughs> having this basic act as sex, but their redos are like these passion sex things. So it's it's very very telling. Yeah. It's kind of – it was creepy the way mm -hmm. that they're – and that's one thing that I will say about this episode. When they go into these redos, their eyes get sort of glazed over and there's like a film that goes over their eyes and they're grayed out. And there's mm -hmm. like a little bit of a light that shows that they're in their redo form, which is just creepy because they're just like blankly staring, you know? Yeah. So Liam basically leaves the bedroom – goes downstairs, pulls out some liquor and starts watching the redos from the party. And he is heavily invested in every little detail of this Jonas character, every little detail of the party. He's rewinding. He's fast forwarded. He's pausing. He's zooming in. He's amplifying sound. He's doing all these things to get every little bit of detail and I mean, I think this is pretty relevant to how people are now, not just now in the future, but like all the time, really. Uh, I guess now more that texting and videos and things like that exist, but how sort of if, I don't know, a boyfriend and a girlfriend maybe get in a fight and then they're, it's over some girl and she's like, oh, well, you were like the girl looks through the dude's phone or something and sees messages and stuff like that. Like stuff like that does happen today. Just obviously not that extreme where you can actually go back, rewind and see everyone's mannerisms. But I do see that as very relevant with just how paranoia and jealousy works, especially when you're mad at someone and you take stuff they say the wrong way or maybe the right way and they're trying to hide something. So I do see it to be pretty relevant. I don't know if, it's all futurist. Obviously, this is futuristic with how they're, it's actually in their head and they can rewind stuff. But um, just the topic at hand is something that's always been relevant for people in general. Yeah. So 
It's so well done with this obsession. This obsession with these redos, the the memories. Because if you're only focused on memories, then you're not truly living, right? You're you're focused on yeah. the past, you're not living the now. It's so telling. And one thing that I absolutely love about this episode is that at first we see Liam is crazy. This guy's nuts. Like he's too focused on this shit. He's too obsessed with it. Every little thing. He's getting the babysitter involved. He's really being a complete douchebag. He's like, do you think that what Jonas said right here is funny? And she's like, uh, not particularly. He's like, no. It's not. He's like, I didn't think so either. Now, look <laughs> look here at Fee. Do you see how much she's laughing? Now, if you didn't think it was funny, and I didn't think it was funny, why is Fee laughing so much? So much here. And look at this. Look. Then she looks at me, and her expression changes. Why is that? Why is she laughing so much at Jonas right now? But then she looks at me and her expression completely blanks. And if you don't think it's funny and I don't think it's funny, then so, like, you know, he's going mm. on and on. And I'm just like, this guy's insane. But he's kind of right. <laughs> like, yeah, like I started seeing that. I was like, OK, like he's insane, but he has a point. Like he's starting mm. to have more and more points here. And it's... at first you just think he's overly paranoid. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like scary. It's one of those things where like you would think it's over. He's overly paranoid and crazy, but then it could be true. And I don't know if that's also like a scary thing in life. How you don't know mm-hmm. when people are genuine and, or if, like how people try to make you out to be the crazy one. But in reality, they're the one being the asshole and things like that. So it's definitely something to think about. Yeah. So, we start to see that this, okay, clearly she lied about some things, right? Like she said before Mm -hmm. that, you know, they had this little like two week relationship. Then it turned out that it was like a month. Then she, it turned out that like she had referenced him before, but he didn't know that it was the same guy. And he's starting to find out all these little lies. Yeah. And that's, not cool you know like so but it still doesn't mean that anything you know it's just like maybe she just didn't want to say anything like it's fine it's not super great but it's not super bad either uh Mm -hmm. and you're just seeing him progressively get worse he's like super drunk by this point he goes to jonas's house like pretty much like attacks him assaults him uh there's a girl who was at the party previously there uh, she calls like 911 and stuff and, and he basically forces Jonas to remove any memories in which Fiona or Fee or whatever her name is, is in there. Mm-hmm. He reluctantly yeah. agrees. Uh, we then find out that Jonas kind of crashes his car on the way home, or sorry, Liam crashes his car on the way home. Uh, then Basically, they go, she goes back to the, he goes back to the house, kind of, but then he kind of discovers something, right? Mm. Right? Right. And he figures out that while he was seeing 
Jonas delete these old memories, they flashed on the screen and you see that one of them is from 18 months ago. Yeah. Which would imply that this long relationship was not dead and gone. Yeah. So she admits that she had sex with Jonas and it was during a time where they were fighting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that <clears throat> kind of seems cheating, kind of. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, definitely. And then he's, like, trying to figure out if it was protected or not. Because their baby, <laughs> they have a baby, and the time is literally similar. And you find yeah. out that they tried to have a baby for a while. Uh, so... The, the memory was from 18 months ago. The baby is, you know, obviously older, but, you know, yeah. by the time they had her, not, you know, nine months and then some more months go by, it's like kind of perfect timing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he says, did she, did he use a condom? And she says, yeah. Then but... he demands to see the redo of that event. But Fiona claims she deleted it. He gets mad, demanding that she show him. Um, and then says, well, if you deleted it, show me the blank space from where it would be at. Um, he goes and finds out that she didn't delete it and verifies that they had unprotected sex. Yes, the peep was condomless. And... Then, then we get this like somber, depressing moment where it, sometime later we see Liam walking around his empty house watching redos of happier moments when him and uh, Fee were together, Fionn, whatever her name is, uh, and we get this shocking scene at the end of the episode where he cuts the green out from behind his ear, which mm-hmm. basically can kill you essentially like you can get brain damage you can get vision loss from doing this yeah we learned that earlier in the episode where they meet somebody who is grainless and they're kind of shocked that somebody would be grainless like wow you're this crazy don't you miss it Mm -hmm. um because how reliant they are upon this technology so um there's a few things this episode means like it's one our obsession with things our obsession with the past our obsession with technology um, our obsession with non-reality things and, you know, whether it be like games or social media or whatever, uh, just not living now, you know, not yeah. living in the now. And, uh, it also has a, like, oh my God, I just love the idea that, oh wow, she actually was cheating the whole time. It is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, this dude you feel is completely obsessed and he doesn't need to be. And then you quickly find out, like, oh, shit, he was right the whole time. Like, he had this inkling of something from the moment he sees this Jonas guy, and he was right. His instincts were right. And you, as the viewer, were doubting him. And it kind of puts things in perspective of, like, how how much it hurts when that happens. And two, there's this the, – the big question at the end of the episode is – would it been better if he just never found out to begin with? Mm-hmm. 
because it it seems like she's done with that part of her life. Yeah. And they had a baby together that he would have never known wasn't his. Um, at the end, he's more beat down and, and depressed than he was before that. And he's even to the point where the memory, like he wishes that he hadn't had that thing. So it, it leads to the question of like, what, well, what would have been the better outcome? Mm-hmm. I thought this yeah. episode was just super powerful because of the actual narrative mystery of the cheating or not cheating. Like everything that was revealed, I got more and more on the edge of my seat to see what happens. I didn't know if this dude was going to freaking kill her or what by the end of this thing. I still don't know if he did or didn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's... Like I, I thought he was going to just kill her, but, um, I, you know, I would agree. I mean, I, when I think about it and it's talked about, it's a great, great, story with a great message behind it i think i kind of watched this one right after watching that second episode and i feel like this one just seemed weaker compared to that second episode so i just wasn't into it as much as i wish i was because um you know i got the gist of the underlying story and what was going on it just didn't have the same impact on me as it did for you because you were more into it just you know watching it and paying attention to it a little bit more than me obviously so I do wish I would like to go back and rewatch it because I do like the story here I like the um fact that it's like this guy is a little bit whacked in in his paranoia and uh you know it's crazy to go back and pay attention to all those details clearly we can't actually do that in real life, but in that situation, it's just uh, shows how that technology kind of controls his life and keeps him from living in the present. But then it's like he actually found out the truth behind something. So but was that truth worth finding out? I feel like this dude, I don't know, because he's like really depressed by the end. And obviously he has mental issues going on related to it. I felt like it would be good to find out if he wasn't so beat up about it because in reality it's like this woman, she tells a bunch of lies throughout the story. So who knows, even if she is done with that guy, it's like who knows if she'll run off with some other guy, if she lies about other small things in their relationship together, uh, who knows what. But I feel like he could, if he would have just like left that woman and been like, screw you, then yeah, it'd be better off. But in this instance, he was actually mentally really drained and hurt and depressed and lost his mind. So, I don't know. I think the woman... I totally feel bad for this in this episode. Yeah. Like, it's it's actually it's such a downer of an episode. Like, I felt bad mm-hmm. afterwards. I was just really into it. it. It was a great episode for me. I guess that maybe, like I said at the beginning, arguably the second episode is the best, has the most heavy weight and meanings and stuff like that. There's not yeah. as much, you know, weight in this one in, except for like, you know, there's not as much of a message, you know, it's just like, don't be super obsessed with technology. But at the same time, it's like, well, kind of helped him out a lot, but was yeah. it worth it? <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I kind of, I kind of it's get like that. a message. It's just like a message more on humans and how they act and their mental health and paranoia more than technology. I feel like and media as the other two were. Mm-hmm. This one seems more focused on how psychotic people are, 
but then sometimes they're right to be psychotic. I don't know. It definitely has a different vibe to it, but, um, you know, I get what they were going for, and I did like the message. I just wasn't as into it. Mm-hmm. What, what what would you uh, rate Black Mirror Season 1? Rate it? Um, uh, that's maybe like a 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, um... I'm kind of right there with you. 8.5 out of 10. I think that's what I'll go with. And, um, the order of episodes I liked at first went like 1, 2, and 3. I think it would be more like 2, 1, 3 if I had to rank them from my favorite to my least favorite. Yeah, and mine is 3, 2, 1. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, it got better with every episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually just very curious to see where the show goes next. Like, just because every episode could be different, you know? So yeah, I just want to I... see what kind of topics they tackle in the future. Mm-hmm. It's very classic, just TV, how. Because you don't get a lot of these anthology shows anymore where every episode's different. So if one episode's totally shit, like, I'm not going to use that and let that judge how I feel about the rest of the episodes because they could be all amazing. Which I really like about it. It makes me look forward to watching all the other ones. Wow, this is kind of interesting. So, on Letterboxd, each episode is its own entry. You mean like, what? Like made by a different person? Is that what no, you mean? No, 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 no. Each episode is its own entry on Letterboxd. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I. I didn't know what you meant. So it's kind of like it's kind of like how Masters of Horror would be. Yeah, that is crazy. That that's actually really weird. That's I cool went... though because now I got another three things that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three movies. <clears throat> that's awesome. They each have their own like little poster and stuff. That that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that is neat. But anyway, um, I mean, because realistically, they're short films. They're not even short films, according to, like, how um, films are defined. I think anything over thirty-seven minutes is considered feature length. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like thirty. I think thirty-nine minutes or something like that is considered feature length by like the film board or whatever. Um. So I mean, yeah, like these are, and since they're contained stories, like obviously a series is different, like a. A uh, forty-minute episode of Dexter is mm-hmm. not a short film because it's yeah. a, a flowing narrative. But with, um, I like that these are all considered individual movies. Almost, I I think that's cool. Um, even though it's umbrellaed by a series. Yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah. So, um, was you, I mean, we covered two series back to back, so we will take a break from Black Mirror. Uh, I know season five is like in the works now. Um, so if we can see the release date for season five, maybe we'll try to cover the other four seasons by the time, uh, the other three seasons, sorry, by the time the next season of Black Mirror hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it looks like we should see Black Mirror probably later 2018. So the season 
um, three was released on in October of 2016, and season four was December of 2017. So uh, I would say we see between October and January. So if it's later, we'll try to cover it. You know the other seasons, but um, I think isn't like one of them have six episodes. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really random with the episode count. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that, that's cool, though. Uh, yeah, very random. I don't know how they come up with that. I guess since mm-hmm. they're, like, basically mini-movies. Yeah. Um, it, it's all... But I guess season uh, three had six, season four had six, and season five will have six. So essentially our episode length will double <laughs> after season two. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but, uh, I'm excited. So we, we yeah. will come back to this. I think we're going to take a little break for now since we just did two series, maybe in like another five episodes or something. We'll, we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have any idea what we're doing next? Cause it is your pick. There is, um, something on, Shutter that Austin told me about, and I completely forget what it's called. But I was thinking about doing that. I'll have to go back and figure out what the title was. But we'll probably end up do- going. I'll probably end up going with that one. But I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> oh, just just a little kind of bonus content here. I did check out the TV show or miniseries called Evil Genius. Oh God! What? What, what? Oh God! What? Oh God! You blew this show. And? And I did not watch it, buddy. Why? Because it, it seemed like it would depress me, and I'm not into the crime type of shows. Are you sucky? There is a new. Um, looks like a. Uh, baby horror type. Shutter exclusive out there too. I like baby horror. I know we've covered a lot of it. Wow, man, there there has been a ton of shut a ton of Shutter exclusives since we've last covered Shutter. Like there is so many right now. There's a lot of Shutter exclusives, homie. I'm not like I haven't I haven't even looked through Shutter because ever since I had that problem with my Chromecast, I haven't. <laughs> I just like gave up and didn't set it back up. I got to get back on that and figure out what the issue was with that. Dude, it's probably super simple. Like, I don't know how you haven't fixed it. Well, I don't know why you haven't come over and fixed it for I me. I just like don't I've understand what, how... The technology is not that complicated. The pa- Yes, it is. I was typing in the password, and I had the password written down in front of me, and it was like, cannot connect. The end. Anyway, so there are there's a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of Shutter exclusives out right now, so you can pick that. Just just as an example, since we last covered a Shutter exclusive, which was Dead Shack. No, we didn't even cover that, did we? What? We never got <laughs> no, to No, I, w- I wanted to do that one, and then I think Santa Clarita came out or something like that, and we went with that instead. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been... Here's some of the ones that have come out. Born to Kill, Downrange, Sam Was Here, Stillborn, Cold Hell, Sequence Break, The Noonday Witch... Sam was here was actually from last year, I believe. Was it? I yeah, know. I watched it for the 2017 show. I remember. Uh, okay. Yeah, but still, those those ones you just named, I've never heard of. So 
Yeah, there, I, I mean, there's a ton. I mean, there's so many Shutter films that we've never got to that I would like to even go back and watch some of the some of the other ones that we didn't talk about at all. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, Evil Genius, you know, just very quickly, if you guys haven't seen that, I highly recommend checking it out. It it is a great, great, fantastic miniseries. Uh, I watched it and and loved it. It was so good. Um, I liking it to like making a murder er, but it's not as good, but it has sort of that same docudrama feel mm-hmm. and the story is very interesting. I mean, I don't know. That's just, that type of stuff just isn't really for me. I don't understand why though. You love horror. I don't, yeah. You, I don't you, know. Do you I don't hate like... true crime. Yeah, I do. Like, why? you know how I'm trying to answer you. Why are you saying why? I'm talking. Uh, because you know how, like, people complain, like, when animals are actually getting killed in movies or something, or, yeah. I don't know, stuff like that. They're like, I don't want to see... Re-. That's kind of how I am. I don't want to, like, it's, it's see... It's a one... Se- it's like a 20-second clip in a four-hour thing. It's still a real, like, sad event that happened. I don't know. I just get depressed when I'm learning about real stuff. That's why I like horror because I'm like, this shit ain't actually happening at least. Yeah, but this isn't like, I mean, you can't be ignorant to the fact that bad things happen every single day. I'm not ignorant to the fact. I just don't want to like it's, hear that's it. That's not you know? even the, that, but you're, you're completely off base here though, because that's not even the point of the thing. That's like a, a one aspect of the entire show that the show is about the, the series, the, the, the mini series is about, the way the mind works and this mystery of what the hell happened there. It's not about what actually happened. You know what I mean? It's not about the aftermath event. It's about how it came to be. What was the, what was the reasons behind this? Who was involved? Is this true? Is this false? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I've just never been like, maybe the murderer is not about that murder. It's know, about yeah. all the interworkings behind it. No, it's about a dude who was like, I, I've only watched the first two episodes because I failed that challenge apparently. But um, I don't know, just based off the first two episodes, it's like this dude's been in prison for all this time and they finally let him out and he wasn't in trouble or whatever. But I don't know how it actually plays out towards the end. But still, it was just depressing to me. I don't like hearing yeah, about people but then being... You, but then you start to question if they should have let him out at all. Yeah, I feel, dude. I just, I don't know. Back in high school, I like, I did like shows like Forensic Files and stuff like that because they would show tests in school and things. But I don't know. I just never, when I sit down to watch something like a TV show or something while I'm eating dinner or something like that, I like to watch like comedies or food shows. Not So you're a fake fucking horror fan is what it is. I'm a fake fucking true crime fan. You're a fake horror fan. I like I'm watching not a comedy. Fake fan. You just said I like watching comedy. Dude, no. When I'm when I'm eating dinner, like I don't usually watch horror when I'm Listen, I'm not saying you have to like this stuff. I'm just saying your reasons for it are, sound like BS. Okay, then I won't give reasons. I just don't like it. It's there, period. No reason. What are you going to do now, buddy? You're going to yell well, at me for not a having a podcast, reasons. so you have to have reasons. 
for things. I know, but then you just call me a moron. So why do I even try? <laughs> I did, and I'm just saying that you're off. Ba- like the way you were thinking about you were, it. Okay, you first of all, you were like you're totally listen, off base listen. Here. First of all, it's di- okay. I'm not criticizing you if you didn't like something, right? But yeah. the fact is that you haven't seen it, and you're criticizing it. So I'm, I'm saying not... you're off base on your reasons for not liking it when you haven't seen it. I feel you. It's just like making a murder. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I wouldn't say I was bored by it or anything. I just found it to be kind of downerish, and so downerish. I don't want to watch downerish while I am eating dinner. I just don't dinner. get that. What? What? Like, are you afraid? Okay, are you a are you a fan of cinema? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like you just praised Black Mirror in this episode for having downer endings and the Twilight Zone. But they're now, not real. Well anything bad in real life is gonna be downerish. You do realize that, right? Yeah. So no, you, uh, what? What? And what? No, no, the show could be like a inspiring story of like someone living a great life. That in, it could be a real life show. No, and I not said anything be... bad. Oh, okay. I thought you said anything in about real life. No, but yeah, I. So yeah. you want to avoid everything bad in real life, essentially? Kind of. But don't you think that if you experience bad things, it makes you appreciate the good things more? Yeah, me personally, yes, but like, I don't know, when I'm just, when I'm feeling good about my life and I'm not depressed and stuff, I don't really like watching just stuff about bad things that have happened to people or just crimes or things like that. It just kind of brings me back down a little bit sometimes. So, do so. You, like, you hate, like, Jeffrey Dahmer stories and you hate, like, Ed Gein and, like, all the cool serial killers that, that are so interesting? Yeah, I wouldn't say I hate that stuff, I just, I've never watched, I know you've watched a lot of documentaries and movies on that stuff, and I never really have, so I couldn't really say how I feel about that, per se. I don't know, dude, it's just I not understand. my favorite. I understand, I understand. I mean, I think that I'm taking away this from this entire conversation is that you're a big horror fan. <laughs> okay, so, obviously, you're just trying to make a big joke out of me, like usual. Hey, Buddy. I mean... You do what you do, right? I do what? You're fake. I'm not fake. Anyway, I Evil like, Genius I like is movies. really good because it, it it's the title is very well placed because it is about somebody who is absolutely super smart but absolutely super mentally disturbed. And this person needed help and society kind of never realized that. And then we get the result that we got in the end. Hooray. You feel? Yeah, I feel, buddy. I just... It was super intriguing. Carly's hating on things she's never seen. I don't know why. I'm not hating. I just explained to you that I, like, generally, I just don't get drawn to that. Generally, I like topic. to hate on things I've never watched. Are you just like, why do you make fun of my vocabulary whenever you're trying to, like, bring me down? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> You do that like in real life too. You'll I'll say something that's wait. This isn't real life. I mean, like you know what I mean when we're in person or something, and I annoy you, and I'll say some word that might be like a little fancier than what I'm used to, and you'll be like, (laughs) 
That's like that's like your big comeback. About. You're like occasionally. Occasionally is your big word that you don't no. always use. I couldn't think of, there was a word I said the other day and you mocked it and I was pissed. <laughs> oh dude, you're trash at Bean Machine too. <laughs> I'm so mad because I played that live stream back and you did acknowledge it and I missed it. But uh, essentially, uh, Justin. J- well, guys, we will see you next J- time JP on Netflix and Horror Podcast. Carly, what are we covering next time? I don't know. Why are you? You're never prepared. Let's do Cold Hell. What's that? I don't know. Derek asked me if I checked it out yet. He seemed to be a fan of it. Derek so I likes think we... everything, so... I don't think that's true. I haven't heard him say 10 out of 10 on a lot of things. I think you all made that up. Okay. Anyway, maybe we'll check out Cold Hell. Maybe I'll influence you to check out something else. Uh, but we will see you next time. I thought this was a pretty successful, pretty good episode. And one, maybe I... even our longest episode. It might not be. I don't know. We're like at an hour 28 minutes or something. Yeah, I don't know. We did cut. Remember that one where we covered like fifty different things. Yeah. Back in the day when we were unorganized. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So, um, see you guys next time. Deuces. Let's go check out Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Second ever Star Wars movie. We're gonna go see that in about an hour. Sounds great. I better go get a shower. Ew, you're gross. Yeah, I am. All right. Peace.